Jesus calls us to take up our cross and follow him. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Steve Winery. Crosswalk is the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Tri-Cities, and it is our aim to lead you to the cross through the teaching of God's Word. John chapter 18, and I think we're going to get out of it today. <laughs> We've been in it for a while. And so let's pray, and then we'll, then we'll get into it. Father, thanks uh, again for your word. Thank you for the, the time that we have to get into it. We pray that you would be speaking to our hearts, and God, that we would see wondrous things from your law, like David said. Lord, as we're looking at your trial before Pilate, Lord, we just pray that you give us insight and your heart, Lord. These are some of the hardest passages for me to go through uh, just because of what you had to go through. And just pray that um, you'd help us to do it, help me to do it justice. And we ask that you do this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Verse 33 uh, of chapter 18, just to get a little bit of context. And Pilate entered the praetorium, again called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you this concerning me? And Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I've come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. And so then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And let's stop right there and, and, get into, and get into some of this. One of the things, again, that we talked about last week is the, the fact that Pilate had no interest in the truth. And he reveals in this passage and in the next that he has no interest in justice either. This is the, the answer of the total cynic. I quoted Lord Bacon last time. What is truth suggesting Pilate and would not stay for an answer? And one of the things that pointed out last time that we got into this is that the most that Jesus said in his trials are in his interactions with Pilate. When you see him interacting with uh, Annas, when you see him interacting with Caiaphas, he doesn't interact with Herod at all. When you see him interacting with those men, it is specifically short and to the point. And in the case of Caiaphas, we saw that last week, he was basically get the, getting them back on track because they were a, a, about to put themselves in a position where they couldn't crucify Jesus. Jesus knew he was going to the cross and it was always his plan 
It wasn't something that he ever tried to get out of. In fact, he secured the cross in his testimony before Caiaphas. But when he's talking to Pilate, he goes beyond just the trial and just the things that are going on, and he actually starts speaking to the man. And the reason is because when you're looking at the Lord, um, the, the Lord treats people in the way that, well, he's just, he's just righteous about the way that he treats people. He's just and he's fair. And so Caiaphas and Herod and Annas were all guys that were nothing but hypocrites. They, they knew the law, all of them did, including Herod. They knew the law. By the way, Herod is the guy, remember I told you he's the guy who had John the Baptist's head cut off? I told you that. Did you know that he listened to Bible studies by John the Baptist? He listened to him. He would, he would bring him up out of prison or he'd go down to the, to the dungeon and he had conversations with John the Baptist before he had him executed. This guy has no reason. He's, he's totally accountable for the gospel. He's totally accountable for the truth of the word of God. And when Jesus stood before him, Jesus didn't even answer him at all. And so you see a difference in the way that he treats these guys because he's got a group of guys who are in front of him who are religious hypocrites. They're just pretending to be something that they're not. Or in the case of Herod, that guy's not even pretending. He's just a wicked man. And when you're talking about Pilate, although Pilate is the one who finally has Jesus scourged and crucified, Jesus knows that Pilate is being shoved into this position by a political situation and peer pressure, basically. And he understands that. And so he has some compassion on Pilate and he reaches out to him. Pilate is a stupid man and doesn't listen. Not until he gets towards the end of the conversation and then he's just frightened and all he wants to do is get out of the situation. And so Jesus tells him that, he, that he's come to bear witness of the truth and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice and Pilate says to him, what is truth? And to his credit, he goes out to the crowd and he says, I find no fault in this man at all. And so on the one hand, he's dismissing everything that Jesus has to say. On the other hand, he's not willing to give Jesus over to these people who he knows are just trying to get Jesus killed for political reasons. And so he comes out and he says, I find no fault in him at all. He says this a number of times. Then he goes on in verse 39 and he says, but you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? And they all cried again saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. And so we find in this passage that he's a robber and another, in all the passages that talk about Barabbas, we know that um, he is under condemnation of death and to be in that situation, you had to be more than a robber. You had to be somebody who actually had killed someone. And so Barabbas is most likely a murderer and he's a robber. Do you know what his name means? It means son of the father. Abba is father or dad. Actually, it's Papa would be a, a better translation. It's the intimate term for father, and Bar means son. So Barabbas' name is son of the father. And so you have Jesus, who is the true, only begotten son of the father, in front of the people of Israel, and there is a false son 
of the father, Barabbas, who is a thief and a robber. And when the people decide who they want, it's the false son of the father. That's really interesting. Um, Jesus said in John 5, 43, I've come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. This is kind of a precursor to what's gonna be taking place in the last days. You know that in the last days, one of the major figures is the Antichrist. And um, Jesus calls him a false Christ. Literally in Greek, it's pseudo Christ, like a fake Jesus is what the Antichrist is going to be. And that's what Jesus is talking about in John 5, 43. I've come here, I'm the true son of the Father. You will not receive me, but there's another one coming whom you will receive. And the Bible talks about the fact that the Jewish nation uh, receives the Antichrist up until the point when he goes into the rebuilt temple and he sits down in the Holy of Holies and he proclaims himself to be God. And this Antichrist is the guy who does 666 and the cashless society and uh, he's the, the last world ruler. He's the last dictator on this planet. He's going to be He's going to be responsible for the death of millions, literally the slaughter of millions of Christians and millions of Jews, besides the fact that he's going to be involved in warfare that kills millions of people in the wake of that. In any case, Jesus warns about this, and this whole thing with Barabbas is kind of a type of that. In Luke 13, 34 through 35, Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. And assuredly, I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that time comes after this whole situation with the Antichrist. At the beginning of the tribulation, there's warfare that takes place and Israel is delivered miraculously from an attack uh, by Russia, Iran, Turkey, Libya, and Ethiopia, among other nations. And the Bible says that five-sixths of their armies fall on the mountains of Israel in a judgment that comes from God. Not only do their armies fall, but their nations fall too at the same time. And what the Bible says is that there's fire and brimstone that comes down out of heaven and destroys them. Could be something that's just flat out a judgment from God. It could be a description of what we would call a nuclear holocaust. Uh, but in either case, the Jews after that fact realize that God is actually protecting them. And that's in the book of Ezekiel chapter 39. That's what it ends with that the people realize that God has brought them out of all the nations, he's brought them into the land of Israel, and that he is real and that he's protecting them. And it says that from that point on, that God begins to pour his spirit out on the people of Israel. And so there's going to be this whole situation during the tribulation period where God takes national Israel, most of the Israelis, or many of the Israelis, I shouldn't say most, but many of the Israelis and turns them back to a relationship with Jesus. And that's what Jesus is talking about. When he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and so on, he was looking over the city of Jerusalem on the day that he came in at the triumphal entry. He knew exactly what they were gonna do. 
He knew exactly what the, what the week was gonna end with. And he says, you're not gonna see me again until you, you will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he's talking about himself. And that day's gonna, that day's gonna be coming. By the way, one of the, one of the things I, I like about this, this verse, he says, how often I wanted to gather you, your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. Most of us d- don't know what that looks like. We have chickens. My wife and I have chickens. And there have been times when the chickens have actually laid eggs and hatched them. We don't, we don't often let them do that. But there was one time where, you know, a, a chicken was laying. And so we just let her go. And she had a bunch of little chicks. And uh, went out, my wife went out and saw this. And I, I went out and uh, saw it afterwards. You go out and feed the chickens and, and collect the eggs and stuff. And you see this chicken that's laying in the, we have little nests that are built for him, laying in the nest. And um, she's all kind of fluffed up and her wings are out a little bit. And the little chicks, you'll hear this, cheep, 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 cheep. And a little chick will peek its head out from underneath her wing or from between her wing and between her body. And that's a great picture. That's where Jesus wants you. Right close to him, underneath his wings, peeking out so that he can watch over you and he can protect you. And uh, by the way, just so that you know about chickens, the chicks need to be protected and not just from like skunks and, and foxes and stuff like that. Other chickens will eat the chicks. And so they're, they're, they're pretty rude. In any case, Jesus wants you right close to him. Zechariah 12.10 talks about the, the time when God begins to turn the nation of Israel. And it says, I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. I believe I, I talked about this verse last week in another context. In any case, what, what God's gonna do is he's going to reveal to them that he's the one that they pierced. In Zechariah 13, six, it says, one shall say unto him, what are these wounds in your hands? And then he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. And so there's gonna be this interaction between Jesus and the people of Israel who come to know him. It's not gonna be an interaction where Jesus just comes walking up to them and they're saying, they'll, they'll be saying, you know, where'd you get these wounds and that kind of thing. Oh, you must be the real Messiah and stuff like that. They've already given their lives to the Lord and then the Lord shows up and he's still got the nail marks in his hands and you're going to have people who are of Jewish descent, Jewish nationality, Jewish, uh, well, Jewish descent, who are going to come up to him and say, Lord, what, what are these wounds in your hands? Where did you get these? And he's gonna say, when I was wounded in the house of my friends, that's where I got them. And so before this time, they're already going to have come into a relationship with Christ. That's a little bit intense, don't you think? You've been Jewish all your life. You don't know Jesus. Then you're in the tribulation. The reason you're in the tribulation is because you don't know Jesus. God uses the tribulation to turn you around and to bring you into a relationship with him and then he shows up and he's got nail marks in his hands and in his feet, right? And so you broach that, you know, you're looking at it, you broach that subject, you find out what happened and probably tears start falling and that kind of thing. And you know, that would be a highly emotional situation for somebody who's been raised in Judaism. 
all my life, I rejected you as Messiah. And now I realize that you're the one. And here you are with the literal nail prints in your hands. That's going to be happening to us too. The Bible talks about the fact that Jesus still has the marks of the nails in his hands and his feet. That, that happens, we're gonna see that in the next couple of chapters when he reveals himself to the disciples after the resurrection. It is also the case when Jesus is seen in heaven. In uh, Revelation chapter five, you have Jesus revealed as the one who can take the, the seven sealed uh, scroll and when nobody else can, and when he's pictured, he's pictured as a lamb who's been slain, who comes out of the midst of the throne of God. And so the throne of God in that passage has been described as a throne with light. And out of the midst of the light comes one as though he were a lamb that had been slain. The way that you kill lambs is by slitting their throats. And so it's a lamb that's been slain is a lamb that's had its throat slit. And so it's a reference to the fact that Jesus still bears the marks of the crucifixion. He's still the guy who's got nail prints in his hands and his feet. He's still that man. And we're going to be, we're going to be seeing that. And I imagine there'll be tears when we see that too. Tear, tears of sorrow and tears of joy because it's the nail marks that get me into heaven. That's 144,000. So, so you're referring to Revelation chapter, chapter seven. So it's 144,000 Jewish men. So 12,000 from each one of the tribes that are listed there. So it's not just them. So those guys are obviously gonna be saved. It looks like they have something to do with the revival that takes place during the tribulation period because you got the 144,000 listed and they're spoken of as being guys who are continually doing the will of the Lord. And immediately after they're listed, you have this multitude of people from all tribes and tongues and nations. Nations in Greek is the word for Gentiles. And so all these Gentiles are seen, a group that nobody can number, and they're all seen in heaven at that point. And later on, they're identified as people who are coming out of the tribulation period, people who are dying and going to heaven. And so it looks like they're connected with those guys. And so God uses you know, 144,000 young Jewish men to preach the gospel to people on the planet Earth. And one of, one of the things about Jews, when they get saved, they get really saved. <laughs> they get excited about the whole thing. And so, you know, I, I, I've heard it described as 144,000 Jewish Billy Grahams running around preaching the gospel. Well, that's an idiom, basically. And so when, when you go through the Bible, there are idioms that are used, 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's also used in the book of Revelation. That's not telling you to multiply 10,000 times 10,000 and then do two more thousands. That just means a huge number of people that, that are gonna be there. And so when you're talking about a group of people that no one can number, you know, uh, one, one of the things that we do routinely here is we count people who come to the service. And so Mitch gets up and, you know, every, every week I, I ask him, so how, about how many people were here? And he goes, well, it's this or that, you know, that kind of that thing. And that's just, you know, 
usually it's 600 people, 500 people in the sanctuary here. And, it, and it's like, you can't get that number right? Right? And then you go out and do it in the amphitheater and it's, and it's even worse because it's really hard to count. And so when you're looking at a multitude of people that no man could number, a lot of times when you, when you look at like protests in D.C., and that kind of thing. They're, they're, they're trying to give an estimate of what the size of the crowd is. And the reason that they have to give an estimate, and sometimes they're off by orders of magnitude, depending on their agendas. But when the, the reason that that happens is because it's really hard to count a big group of people. And so you're right in the sense that there's only so many people on the planet. So we got, we got about, I, actually it's about 8 billion people right now, but we don't know that either. Nobody's gone through and counted 8 billion people, right? And so that's, a, that's an estimate of how many people are on the planet. And you're going to have a large group of those people who are left o- over during the tribulation. And one of the things you, you, you have to remember is you were talking about all the Christians are gone. So how many Christians do you think are on the planet? Right? And so Jesus said, wide is the gate that leads to destruction and many there are that go in thereat and narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. And so on the one hand, not everybody who claims to be Christian is Christian and I, you, we obviously know this. On the one hand, there's, there's probably gonna be a lot of people who aren't there that you're surprised about and there's probably gonna be a, people, a lot of people who are in heaven that you're totally surprised about because, because God's the one who knows. But you know, basically that's just talking about a huge crowd is all it means. And it's just an idiom, right? Okay. So in any case, you know, we're, now I'm off. Oh, Jews coming to know the Lord and, uh, and recognizing Jesus finally as the Messiah. That, by the way, is the purpose for the tribulation period. One of the main purposes for the tribulation period. There's a lot of people who are going around right now saying that God is done with the Jewish nation. And so these are guys who are in reformed theology uh, you see them touting this stuff on, on YouTube and on different podcasts and, and that kind of thing. And that is not the case. God is not done with the Jewish nation. He's made it clear that he's not done with the Jewish nation. And I don't understand how anybody can, who can read Romans 11 can come away with that. God flat out, God, uh, Paul in Romans chapter 11 flat out talks about the fact that Israel's going to be saved, that God's going to return, that the, that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance and that whole thing. And again, Jesus makes an indication of that when he, when he talks about the fact that I'm not going to return until the time when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so Pilate brings out Barabbas and says, which one do you want, Barabbas or Jesus? And they all pick Barabbas. And that was a lousy choice. They did not choose wisely. There were specific people there who specifically were looking at the Son of God. There can't be a huge amount because you're, you're talking about dawn. You're, it's early in the morning here. And probably the crowd was put together by the chief priests and the Pharisees. And so, but there are a number of people there and instead of Christ, they picked Barabbas over Jesus. And then they die, and then they realize their mistake. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him.
You've been listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Steve Winery. Crosswalk is the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Tri-Cities in Kennewick, Washington. If you are interested in purchasing a copy of today's message or wanting to know more about what it means to follow Christ, then please contact our church office by phone at 509-736-2086. You can also look us up online at calvary-tricities.org. There you will find a wide variety of Pastor Steve's teachings to listen to or download for free. If you want to join us for church sometime, we are located at 10611 West Clearwater Avenue in Kennewick, Washington. Our Sunday morning service times are 7.30, 9.15, and 11 a.m. We also have Wednesday and Sunday evening services at 6.30 p.m. We hope you have been blessed today and join us again next time for Crosswalk.